go to the book of Isaiah, and we're going to go to chapter number 30. The book of Isaiah, chapter number 30. This is the word of anyone from a couple, about a week or so, but we just being obedient to the Lord. And I'm quite sure that, that, that this, this word is, is not going to sell for this group of people. I'm quite sure. Uh, but the Holy Spirit, he knows. So I'm just throwing out there. So in case you get hit, amen, just accept it. It's, it's, it's a word from the Lord, amen. Because uh, it's going to deal with rebellious people, rebellious people. I'm sure we don't have any rebellious people in the house, right? I, I'm very sure we do not have any rebellious people. So so we can take this word, we can apply it to somebody else and all that good stuff, but I'm sure that there's no rebellious people in the house. Amen. So we go to the beginning with verse number one in chapter number 30 in the book of Isaiah. Talking about rebellious people. The first word in chapter 30, verse 1, says woe. And that woe, that word means grief. And it's grief. And what kind of people? Rebellious people. Grief to rebellious people. And, and when you think about uh, rebellious people, you, you, you know, then you're, you're thinking about people that are waiting. Those that are withdrawn morally from the Lord. Amen. Those rebellious people, those backslidden people in heart. You know, backsliding begins in the heart. It just don't automatically start. It really begins in the heart first. So God sends grief to those rebellious children, rebellious children, rebellious builders that have withdrawn themselves from him morally. You know, in other words, they decide to go their own way. But God says grief to the rebellious children. Then he goes on to say, he says, say that the Lord that take counsel, but where, but not of me. It says, woe to the rebellious children, say the Lord. Grief to those rebellious children, those wayward children, that does not take counsel, that take not, that does not take counsel, but not of me. So I wonder where they're getting their counseling from. <laughs> where are they getting counseling from? Let's look at the, uh, the purpose of, of counseling. Let's look at Judges, because counseling is nothing but advice. So they're getting rebellious people get their advice, their counsel from somewhere. And God is going to reveal to us where that counseling is going to come from. But let's look at the purpose of counseling first. Let's go to the book of Judges. Judges chapter number 18. I think we go Judges chapter number 18. Judges 18. Deal with some few scriptures about counseling. Purpose of a counselor. Judges chapter number 18. Looking at verse number 5. The book of Judges, chapter number 18. Talking about counsel. Verse 5 says, And they said unto him, As counsel, we pray thee of who? Of oh, God. So we need to be seeking counsel from God. And if we're not seeking counsel from God, that means if we're seeking counsel from somewhere else, that means we're rebellious people. We, we're wayward people. We, we have backslidden really in heart. And they said to him, ask counsel, we pray thee of God that we may know whether our way which we go shall be prosperous. So the only way that we 
15. Because it's still talking about uh, the covering in that council. Verse 15 in Isaiah chapter number 29 says this. He says, Woe unto them that seek deep to hide whose counsel? Their, Their counsel. In other words, they go to an a, 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 a extent. I mean, they really go to a great measures to hide wrong counsel. Especially when it's not enough. It says, Woe unto them that seek deep to hide their counsel from the Lord and their works of wisdom. So that's why we don't go get counsel from God because what we want to do is it, works that's not uh, acceptable in the light. It's not, it's, it's not something you do in the light because it says their works are in the dark and they say what? Who seeth us and who knoweth you know how it is when we want to go do wrong. And, and, and there's nobody around us, we think, that sees us. And we say, well, nobody don't see me. Well, let's see what the scripture says about nobody sees us. Okay? But we're going to see what the scripture says when we try to hide from God and hide from people and do things our own way. Let's look at Psalms, Psalms 94. Psalms 94. But see, we, we, we like to show you in the scripture that two places in Psalms we're going to go to. Psalms 94, we're trying to hide from the Lord. Psalms 94, verse number 7. Psalms 94, verse number 7. It says, Yet they say, Who should not see them? The Lord. The Lord. Neither should a God of Jacob regard it. Hmm. Now, first thing, when we're doing things that we ought not to be doing, first thing we say, well, you know, God don't see. The Lord should not see. Neither should the God. Regard what we're doing. But look, look, look at verse number nine. He says, he that plays the ear, shall he not hear? And he that formed the eye, shall he not see? In other words, uh, uh, God sees everything that we do. So we can't hide. We, we, we can't hide when we're operating in sin. We can't hide. Well, somebody might say, well, you know, we, we all sin and come short of the glory of God. That's true. That's true. But there are some things that we deliberately do, and we know that we sin, but yet we hide. Amen. So what God is talking to about rebellious people, rebellious, he says, grief is coming. Grief is coming to rebellious people because we say, well, nobody sees what I'm doing. We fail to realize that we have a, a eye, a supreme being that sees everything that we do. He says, he that chastises, verse number 10, say, he that chastises the heathen shall not he correct, he that teaches man knowledge, shall he not he know? In other words, if God can correct the heathens, what about the ones that he gave knowledge to? He said, I'll correct you too. Yes, <laughs> because you're trying to hide the sin. And verse 11 says, The Lord knoweth what? The thoughts of many persons. That they don't have to see. God knows our like we can scheme, we can, we can hide, we can pretend. But God knows our thoughts. He knows the very intent of our heart. You know how somebody can talk to you and be lying to you at the same time? But you know what? God is reading the heart. God is reading the heart. I mean, God can read your thoughts. 
Of trouble and anguish. When we in a dry place, 
Now do that. Look at verse number 20. We, we, we're right now. Let's look at verse number 20. Verse 20. That's three verses. We, we, we're finished. Verse number 20. It says, And though the Lord give you what? Bread of adversity. Uh -huh. So your food will be adversity. Uh -huh. And the water, your blessings, and the water of affliction, pain. Yet shall not thy teachers be removed into a corner anymore. But thine eyes shall see thy teachers. By the time God gets through giving us pain, we're ready to listen we're, we're, we're ready to hear what God has to say. Because I'm going to give you bread. Sometimes God has to do that because we won't hear otherwise. He has to bring adversity in our life. Because most people will not pray unless there's some adversity in their life. That's how much you pray. He said, this time I'm going to remove your teacher's phone. I'm going to put them right there for your face. And then verse 21 says, And thine ears shall do what? Shall hear a word behind thee. You ready to listen to me? This is the way. In other words, you won't, you won't, you won't move too quick. You know what I'm saying? You won't be in such a hurry to do your own thing. Because see, you didn't like that. That Dr. said that butt move. You didn't got that. You remember how it is. So, so now they say, now you, 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 your spirit, you let your spiritual ears on. So by the ears, you hear word. See, it's the word going to be behind you. God's going to be speaking. Behind you saying, this is the way. Walk ye in it. See, now is the time to make that decision. Instead of making that wrong decision, you're going to wait to hear what God has to say. And you're going to hear that word because, see, we're going to be still enough. Because, see, we're going to, be, we're going to realize the fact that God has, has brought that, that, that water of correction on our lives because we went the wrong way and we had a rebellious spirit. Now we're going to be so ready to listen to the word, the word of God. And then our ears will be so sensitive. And they say, this is the way. This is the way you're supposed to walk. This is the way you're supposed to go. This is the way you're supposed to talk. Don't go there. That's a scripture, and a lot of people overlook. God says, in the very hour of temptation, He will provide a way of escape. It doesn't mean that the escape room is not that because see, when we, we when we when we lie on the Holy Ghost and say, you know, we we are oh, yeah, no devil, man, no devil here today. God says in His yeah. Word that that's two groups there. You can choose to go the wrong way. I'm glad I've got to escape route. All you got to do is follow the plan that I've got set. God says he provides an escape route for us when they're in the very hour of temptation. I don't care how much evil is there, no matter how many temptations. God says in his word, he says, I've got an escape route. All we got to do is take it. But see, that's that word that's going to be behind us. <laughs> Say, no, go this way. Here's your exit, though. <laughs> go, go this way. And thine ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way. Walk ye in it. And when ye turn to the right hand, and when ye turn to the left. In other words, even when you turn, you're going to hear the word of God. Give you direction. Which way you're supposed to go. Now look at verse number 23. When we come out of that spirit of, of rebellion, verse 23 says this. Then, when we begin to hear God's word, 
and follow God's word, become doers of God's word. He said, then shall he kill the rain of thy seed, that thou shalt sow the ground withal, and bread of an increase of earth. Another increase of coming alive. And it shall be fat and plenteous. And so in that day shall they shall thy cattle feed in large pastures. In other words, God said, there's gonna be such a blessing on your life when you begin to walk back in the in the spirit. That's not in the spirit of disobedience, but when we begin to walk in obedience, God said, you bring increase in your life. When you walk in obedience, when you hear God's word, and he tells us which way to go, God said, at that point, he said, I bring increase in your life. Increase. Now, we want verse number 25. We're going to end with 25. Amen. We're going to end with 25. 25 says, and there shall be upon every high mountain and upon every high field rivers and streams of water in the day of a great slaughter, when the one fails, anybody catch that? There's nothing that has happened of all this earth that is not already written in the book and prophesied. Nothing. Okay. Slaughter. When the slaughter takes place, when the towers fall. Nine eleven. God already told us. We're just gracious enough to be in this in, in this, this era and this time frame when we can see the manifestation of the word written many, many, many years ago. Now we can see the manifestation of the word today. Two towers didn't just happen ten years ago when the plane flew. God already prophesied it's gonna happen. He revealed it in his book through Isaiah. All right, let's get that hand clap of praise from the Lord. Amen. 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 Contend for the word of God. Counsel. I tell you, I'm sure, like I said, the Lord said, we, I'm sure we don't have no debate spoken in the house. Amen. I'm sure we don't have a life.